I'll find us a challenger this week for us to compare. Oh see, see if Butman has any used challengers. On they the don't. Lot. No, they, they, they've all been stolen. <laughs> it's a dangerous game. Do you park it outside and risk it being stolen, or do you park it inside and risk it burning your house down? <laughs> ASMR uh, Daily Motor intro. Welcome, everybody, to episode six of the Daily Motor podcast. I don't know which episode we're going to stop getting applause, but <laughs> but the crowd seems to love that we're still recording these. With an extra dose of AMSR. ASMR. So close. So close. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. Thank you for watching and listening in. We're here to talk about the cars that we had last week, and it was a busy week. It was a busy week. It was. Yeah. It was definitely. Uh, starting off, we had the Hyundai Santa Cruz. Good mm-hmm. truck, but yeah. a very different sort of truck than the Bronco. We did a little comparison video driving our... Uh, you mean the Ma- Maverick? You said, you said Bronco. Did I? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You mean comparison. Maverick. Okay. I, don't, I don't even remember saying but <laughs> The Santa Cruz. That's yeah. what I meant to say. Did I say Santa you Cruz? You said Bronco. Oh. You said we had the Santa Cruz as a different truck than the Bronco. Oh yeah, yeah, very different. Yeah, and well, okay. Chris and I joked I, about that in the in the review that we would misname both vehicles. Misname, yeah, a lot. So, but it's uh, still yeah. happening. Yep, against the the Santa Cruz and the Maverick, they're both good, but both very mm. different sorts of vehicles. And what yeah. we kind of concluded was that the Santa Cruz is a little bit more like the Ridgeline in that you own it to fulfill a very specific ownership profile and, and and the type of people who it works well for it's going to work really really well people who put on a lot of miles they do a lot of driving and they they just have a very specific lifestyle that they want that vehicle to fill in for it's going to work great yeah and i also i kind of thought of this at the end of my time with the santa cruz i don't know if i mentioned it too but i think you'd agree the santa cruz feels more like someone who would not buy a truck other than that, they they really want a crossover. Like they they need a crossover, but they they just like the they want the bed kind of, and they're just gonna yeah. throw that in there. But the Maverick, I can actually see people who want a truck, people who want like an old Ranger buying the Maverick. Yeah, well, the Santa Cruz is also more of like an adventure vehicle, whereas the Maverick is more of like a utility vehicle. But that that adventure term, I think, means more in this context of like road tripping, because the Maverick, I think, is a better off roader. You don't have a dual clutch. You mm. can get the FX4 off-road. Right, but if you go to Hyundai's website, it is a sports adventure vehicle by name. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So different sorts of adventuring, I guess. Yeah. You'd also have to adventure deeper into your wallet to buy one because That's each true. trim of the Santa Cruz is about $6,000 more, mm-hmm. five to six, than, yep. the, than the equivalent Maverick. Yeah, but did you know that you get a volume knob with lower trims of the Santa Cruz? What? Really? Yeah. Hyundai, yeah. what is that? <laughs> According to Charlie, buttons are more expensive, yet the buttons are on the cheaper. <laughs> Who in the world? Not only that, but you get wireless CarPlay and Android Auto with the cheaper you Santa Cruz. What? But with the upper yeah. models, you don't. You have to wire it. I was not a fan of that infotainment system in the Santa Cruz. It just didn't feel as well. Did the What type of infotainment does the um, lower trims have? It's a smaller screen with a similar, similar is format. Is it similar to the one in... Like the Stinger and some of the older. No, because it's a Hyundai. Oh, aren't they the same? No, they have a different system. It's similar-ish, but I mean, only similar in that like they're touchscreens. Oh, yeah. No, I I think the infotainment is pretty good in the Santa Cruz. I mean, you just again, you 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 spent what twenty minutes in it. Well, I drove messed with it more. I when we first got it that Monday, I spent about. 15 minutes just messing with it mm-hmm. in the parking lot. Um, all right, I just didn't like the layout. I thought um, from a aesthetic standpoint, I thought it was a bit bland and just weird how the whole car was kind of like this curvy, sharp angles, and you just kind of had this boring, like squared off um, infotainment. Um, I, like, I like a lot of other Kia and Hyundai infotainment looks better than that one. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I had nothing wrong with the. In fact, the resolution of the screen is really good. You turn the play on, and it yeah. seemed to react fast. Yeah. Too. Same with the gauge cluster. Very high res. Yeah. 
Yeah. Very bright. Mm-hmm. Which night. is important because there's nothing covering it. Yeah. Yeah. My footage from my night drive was all blown out because of how bright the screens were. Oh, shoot. Yeah. That's pro tip. You got to lower the brightness. Got to screw it up once to learn for the rest of them. So. There you go. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I, th- I thought it was a good vehicle. I, I think there will be people who buy them, but I, be- I bet you the Maverick outsells it 10 to 1. Well, yeah, they already have something. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, easily. Yeah. 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 And, well, some, and some, some, I, I would rather spend time in the Santa Cruz. Like, like you drive it and you're immediately comfortable. It's a nice interior. Yeah. It, it's smooth. But I would buy the Maverick. So I yeah. would, I, as much as I'd like, like if someone gave me the keys to both free and said, you got to drive from here to California, I'm going to pick the Santa Cruz. Oh, yeah. But if I, if it's like you have to have a a car loan and you have to own one of these, I'm going to pick the Maverick, which I did. Something yeah. about the Maverick makes it feel like an underdog to everything, but that gives it so much character. Mm-hmm. Like it's always got some something to prove to everyone else. The Santa Cruz, it's, I don't know, I just couldn't get any real emotional feeling out of it. Well, that's funny you say that because it's a nice transition to the other vehicle we had last week, the Bronco. I've been arguing with the Chris's uh, <laughs> about this for a little while now. Yeah. Definitely a vehicle that's got a lot of hype mm-hmm. and a lot of character. Mm-hmm. But I am on the side that, don't get me wrong, I like the Bronco. I, I, I enjoyed my time with it, at least the time that I wasn't on the highway. Which, admittedly, I spent a lot of time on the highway, probably sort of tainted my view of it. I just think it's a little bit overhyped in that it it does nothing better than a lot of other cars. But I guess I need to get over the fact that I keep looking at it as like a practical one-car household sort of vehicle. No. And it needs to be seen as like it's like a Mustang. Yeah. It really is like a 100%. Mustang. Yeah. Yeah. That's what... That's the conclusion that the Topher and I came to on is that we were excited to go out and drive that car in in the way that it was just fun to drive and it was it was satisfying and rewarding to drive that car. It's not the most comfortable thing in the world. Of course, it's not going to be the most practical, especially if you get a two-door, but like that's kind of the point. Like it's 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 an enthusiast car. So, can I point to something very inexcusable with that? Mm-hmm. The roof liner. When you touched it, all the little particles would rain yeah. down. Uh, is that, that a is that a pre production car? The one that we had? I mean, I don't it, know. It's been a whole like it's been a known thing. Yeah, and that's just like well, you know, the good thing about that is you can ha- take the roof off. <laughs> yeah, but what you, if it's do, you do have to un- unlatch what like sixteen different latches <laughs> to get fine. the whole roof off. If you have it as a second vehicle, okay. Yes. Take the hard top off, throw it away, and park it in the garage, and only take it out on sunny days, and go for your spirited drives. And 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 yeah, I, I agree with that as well. And that's where you do kind of have to say, all right, this is an awesome second vehicle, but not necessarily a great. Like, I I, I think if if you were a single car household, if you really had to look yourself in the face and be like, okay, do I get a Bronco or do I get like a Forerunner? I mean, the Forerunner is going to be less cool. But it's yeah. also going to be much more reliable, yeah, better fuel economy, just as good off road for yeah. like ninety five percent of this your. This is another needs. one of those. This is brilliant, but I, I like this. Yeah, and I like the Bronco. I just like it. That's fair. Um, the thing is, though, back to that roof liner. As a Ford enthusiast, it drives me insane that anyone at Ford would sign off on that. Like that would just think like, oh yeah, that like nobody will notice that. It's gonna. It's the the most hyped car. And yet they just let something like that slide under the radar through the entire length of production design, how long it took for them to actually produce it. And then there's still things like that. That to me is just absolutely inexcusable. To be fair, though, none of us noticed it. Except for you. That is true. Dad noticed it in the back. And it's like you noticed it, too. Like when I noticed like when you specifically called it out. But like I, I wouldn't have noticed if you didn't call it out. I'm sure you would eventually, but you were driving and looking. And, 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 and Chris, I, Chris I, I didn't was notice. Like, and I happened, Chris, to, the didn't I happened to look and actually poke it, and then it came down. Okay, I'm not arguing that you're right. I'm just <laughs> yeah. saying I, none of the three of us didn't notice it. Even so, though, that's like, I just don't, I just can't believe any automaker would ever pass off on that. Like, that is just. Maybe they didn't the notice. Uh, seriously. I mean, I, I think that's probably maybe, the case. Maybe they're just now finding out. I agree that it's. to the Daily Motor podcast. I agree that Ford screwed up. They should not have. I mean, they they should have just done a, a more traditional roof liner with it. But I did not notice it until you pointed it out. 
Yeah. Um, so what would be stopping someone from just getting like a more base one? I'm looking at the second highest trim. What is this? It's a uh, big bend. Big bend. I mean, is this what you would get, Chris? Did you build one out? Yeah, I'd probably go black diamond. What are you which getting? Is the next one up. What are you getting by stepping up to that? Black steelies and more aggressive tires. These are black steelies. No, they're not. What are they? Those are aluminum wheels. Also, why would you want steelies over aluminum? Because they look cooler. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> okay, that's the point of a Bronco. You're not. I'm, so, you so just the get more whatever so, you think. So looks wait, the cool. more expensive model gets you shittier wheels. Yes. <laughs> I think you get better headlights in a different, um, maybe you don't though. You might have to go up to Outer Banks to get the better headlights. So at least, but like, I mean, this one's going to provide you all of the fun of the one we had, plus more because it's a two-door. And what's it yeah, costing you? Yeah, how much is you? that? 30, 30, 35? Yeah, 35, 35 grand. That's, that's I would not drive bad. that one. No, yeah. I don't mind. Yeah. I, I would drive any trim. Oh. It, yeah, I think with the Bronco, they're they're better if they're crappier. And I feel that way with the Jeep too. I feel like other than the 392, yeah. the best Wrangler is the cheap one, the one you feel not as bad when you scratch up the paint, mm -hmm. if you ding it with a rock or something like that. Like you can take it and thrash it. Yeah. And and a cheaper Bronco is going to give you everything that the uh the Bronco we had that was 50 grand, which I don't think is an awful price either for a four-door. Yeah, the really nice sync four screen, bad nice leather, trim. yeah, Badlands. I would definitely get the manual. That was the biggest surprise for me with that car. That manual oh, is really nice. That, so before we had that manual Bronco, I was set on if I were to ever get a Bronco, I'd get the 2.7 with the 10-speed automatic. But now that I've spent a few days in the manual, 100% would go manual. Because yeah. it just, it, it excuses more of the things that we talked about earlier with, is this car really something you'd want to drive every day? And is it practical? No, not really. But if you get the manual, then you can excuse it more as like just a fun, a fun to drive toy. I do have two complaints, but they're not enough to make me not get the manual. One, yeah. there's an analog speedometer, but no analog tack oh, on yeah. there. And did you notice at least yeah. sometimes like driving around, it's got a little digital tack that just kind of goes up and down with a similar color. Yeah, It's just kind of hard to see what your revs are. I just went by the sound the of the sound engine. and the feel. Yeah, yeah sound yeah. and feel. After like 10 minutes of driving, I, I'm not even looking at the cluster. I'm but just it's just driving. like if they have the, the analog tack, because they have both analog speed and digital speed. So why not change the analog gauge to just be revs? That's my one. It's minor, but my one complaint. That would make sense. And then two, yeah. that motor, the two three, it has enough power for daily driving. I'm fine with the motor, but max torque comes on at 3,400 RPM. Yeah. So you do find yourself, say you're you're doing you're on a 55 mile an hour road, and you want to go around and pass somebody, and, and you're in sixth gear, you probably need to downshift to fifth or maybe even fourth. Yeah. To do that. Mm -hmm. Minor. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually not as uncomfortable as I thought I was going to be on the highway fuel economy test. Oh, really? Yeah, I yeah, was speak fine. Yeah, to that a bit. It was a little loud, but... I wasn't... I mean, honestly, well, okay. To be fair, I was I was playing music pretty loud. Sure, and a decent sound system. But, um, yeah, a really good sound system for, for, for what, what it, it is. is. Yeah, absolutely. But I wasn't as beaten up as I thought I was going to be. Like, I, I mm -hmm. really was not even phased. Like, it, it was it was fine. And the adaptive cruise control worked really well. Even with the manual, I wasn't downshifting to pass cars. It had plenty of power for me. I mean, you know, obviously downshifting a fifth, you would have gotten more. But even staying in sixth gear, going around stuff, like it was fine. I could tell it was flooring itself, but <laughs> Do you remember what RPM you're sitting at at 70? No, but I have a picture and I can tell you. That's the point of the picture. Yeah. Yep. And since there's no big tachometer, you're going to have to really look in at the picture. Uh, 2200 RPM at 72 miles per hour. That's not bad for a manual. Yeah. That's really not bad at all. And that this is when it was indicating a 20 MPG okay. even reading. Yeah. What did you come out with? 20 was your? 19.7. So yeah, around so 20. 20. Yep. Okay. We also off-roaded that quite a bit. Very capable. Did Extremely just capable. about everything the Jeep could do. Yeah. And it has a crawl gear. Yes. Which so, made it very Yeah. Cool. So I made the mistake yesterday of coming down 94 to the garage, which is like, the, oh, there's tra there was construction. Well, the the whole the ramp was closed to get onto Michigan oh. Ave. So I was sitting in like ten minutes of traffic. I used the crawler gear, and I never had to touch the clutch. Like just roll. I just like rolled through traffic in the in the crawler gear, and wow. it made like the whole situation like really easy. I barely oh. had to like you know feed the clutch in first gear. Just left it and crawl. And so C on the shifter actually stands for crap. There's traffic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But. Another use for your crawler gear, if you're not off-roading, sure. if you're in, you know, one, two mile an hour moving traffic where, you know, in a traditional manual car is Which very irritating. Will be. 
Exactly. Yeah. You can use the crawl gear and literally you're revved going four miles an hour. You're revved at like 2000 RPM. So, you, you know, the car will just go. And if you were in really bad traffic in Chicago or something, you put it into 4L <laughs> and then use the crawl gear and you just yeah. come to a stop. Yeah, fine. exactly. The, the clutch is useless at that point. Um, so I think one, uh, I think as you were telling me that someone at Ford was shocked how quickly the Maverick and Bronco sport sell compared um, to the big Bronco. And I think that just speaks to the fact that so many auto manufacturers are coming up with more and more expensive things that don't really pertain to the majority of people and what they really want out of a car. If a car is cheap enough, but yet practical, cheap and practical, I think are the two main um, hitting points on a new car. Yeah, and I think that us as journalists have to remember that and in, in what the bulk of people actually buy. That's so many people that literally don't care what they're driving. They just need wheels. Like, honestly, mo most people should not buy a Bronco. Like, it's a specialty vehicle. And I think yeah. we as, again, being in the industry, we see, oh, Broncos won 10 best. Bronco won North American SUV of the year. So we, like, think it's a bigger deal. And there's been a lot of hype and everything. But Fast forward a year or two, and, and yes, the Bronco should only be selling like a very small portion of sales compared to bread and butter vehicles. Yeah. Well, then yeah. you got these new car companies like um, Lucid and Rivian, which come out with these like really amazing high-tech electric cars, which are cool and all, but like, I always just wonder what would happen if a new car company came out with something that was like, a t found a way to make a $20,000 like basic cheap electric car if they could i'm sure it would do really well yeah. i think it's just the, the cost that's why that's why even like tesla they started with the model s because like the roadster well yeah technically the roadster <laughs> but like their main their main first like you know the, yeah. their own car that they built i mean the roadster isn't a lease yeah uh was the model s because they needed to they needed something expensive because everything was just going to cost so much yeah yeah um yeah i i think that the bronco is a good sports car, and and totally. I think that Topher kind of said that initially, and 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 it just it really makes sense once you really break down who should actually be buying that. And there's gonna be people who buy one, and they just take it to Starbucks. Well, they buy it because it looks cool. They, yeah, it yeah. looks cool. So and sa same thing with ninety percent of people that buy Jeep Wranglers. Sorry, yeah. Jeep people. No, and, but and it's true. You're right, and they're all wrong because yeah. they really would be better in a Bronco Sport. Or a compass. Or a compass. <laughs> or a renegade or something like that. Yeah, I mean, it's, right. it really is true. So, uh, Bronco, good car. Not for me, but I respect. I want one really bad. Right. Yeah, but I, I have no reason for one because yeah. I have other cars. That would would you around. trade your Cayman for one? No. Exactly. No. Okay. Yep. That's the Bronco. And our third car was forgettable, apparently. Mini. Mini Cooper, Mini Cooper Electric. Another car that's stupid. You spent like But I like it. <laughs> It really yeah. is. And and here's the thing. People forget that minis are luxury products. We don't think of them that way, but they really are. They're a, they're a small luxury brand. Yeah. And the same way that someone would spend... It's a mini luxury brand. Exactly. <laughs> yes. The same way that someone would spend three grand on a purse, which I think is absurd, there are people who would spend $35,000 on an electric mini that can only do 100 miles of range. Would you like to know what the zero to sixty was on that? Sure. Admittedly, on snow tires. In oh cold. yeah, that oh. was not but, ideal. But it was still twelve seconds. Seven seconds. Oh, yeah. Seven. Oh, that's not bad. That car's very fast. Like you could zip and zoom around in that thing. The yeah. the issue was though is the front wheel drive. Like even if it was like warmer with um, regular tires, I still don't think it would be able to get below six. Because if I was doing thirty and hit it, it would spin. But once I got to forty. It petered out so much. I, I launched it twice, and I I, th I think it was probably around six seconds. Um, like in my in my like yeah. butt dyno. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I could check the. Footage, and the other thing but... was that in the um, I warmed up the tires a little bit because I drove through a little bit of snow when I was turning around, so I wanted to get all the snow off, and it didn't slip that much, but still, it just um. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not the time. It's on winter tires. There's salt on yeah. the roads. It's cold. I mean, it's not where most people are going to own this car. I mean, the thing also only did 80 miles of range on the highway. Yeah. But again, winter tires, cold conditions. Mm -hmm. Most people who buy that car are going to be in New York or L.A., and they're going to not worry about it. And admittedly, even with its small range, 
I put on a few hundred miles on the car. I did all my running around throughout the days and I'm here. Yeah. You know, I wasn't <laughs> stranded on the side of the road. Yeah. So I, I would seriously consider buying one of those if we were of an upper tax bracket and it were, <laughs> it were Alyssa's car and she just got to drive it around for all of her things. And when we took road trips, we'd take my car. Yeah. Or our third or fourth or fifth car. I mean, it's like. Yeah, well, don't you also, also wish that it came in convertible? Yeah. Uh, yeah, if it came with a convertible, that would be the ultimate. So yeah. someday, there's no electric convertibles out yet. Except for, well, it's not full electric, but the Wrangler plug-in hybrid. Oh, yeah. Can, you know, go 20 miles or so yeah. in convertible mode. Are there but, really no convertible EVs? No. There's what? one company that will turn a Model S into a convertible. And it does look <laughs> absolutely awesome that would be awesome i believe that it looks yeah. like a rolls royce dawn yeah in fact bentley will probably have an electric convertible it'll probably be one of the first mercedes uh oh, will probably yeah, do a sl eq yes, god i can't wait to drive that new EQ, sl it looks so sick yeah it really does bring it up here real quick how are the how is there no electric ev i'm really really thinking right now electric did, ev did smart or er, <laughs> convertible ev is what i meant there's no didn't, electric ev didn't smart Make a wait. What about the Fiat? Oh, what yeah, about the the, right. the the Fiat 500e? Did they do a rollback top version of that? I think you're. I know they did an Abarth, but I don't. Well, yeah, think they, they did the Abarth, but did they do a Fiat 500e convertible? And also, did Smart make a Smart EV convertible? Oh yeah. Fiat 500e convertible. Let me drag it over to you guys. Is it real? I don't. Th I don't think it. Oh, oh, 500e cabrio. There it is. Is that technically a convertible though? And also, we don't have that in the U.S. anymore. <laughs> yes, it is a convertible. Wow, it's got a larger mini than or larger battery than the mini does. Availability looks like at least not for this the, year. Not was, getting the. Well, we don't. We haven't gotten those in America for a couple of years now. Right. Um, okay. Well, if you live in Europe, there yeah. it is. As as Nathan has made very clear on this on this podcast before, yeah. America's treated as second class citizens. Here's that new SL. Oh, look at that! It oh. looks a lot like the AMG GT, yeah. which I love. Wow. wow! Mercedes knows how to do ambient lighting and interiors. They so that's for do. Sure. Wow! Oh my god! Yeah, that's gonna be neat. I they put the four liter in. Yeah, look at this. Yeah. Four liter V8. Five seven. God, that thing's gonna sound. Can you imagine those sounds with the top down? <laughs> that that's gonna be that's gonna be. Yeah. I think one of the. I mean, hopefully we get to drive one this year. Maybe we'll line it up so that we have that in an LC five hundred convertible in the same week and zero to sixteen three point five seconds. I will do nothing else but drive that week. If if we have that in an LC, mm -hmm. I'm gonna be out for a week straight driving. <laughs> it's not we'll as fast as an Escalade. Maybe, maybe I can get that for uh, my bachelor party road trip if i told you about that yet no so What's your plan um we're all gonna go i mean you're invited obviously okay um thank you. by the way you're invited to the wedding too yet you just oh, haven't thank you. you haven't got you and emily haven't gotten an invitation we haven't sent out invitations yet. okay but um two weeks before the wedding or maybe one week we're gonna do a two-day rally from here along the east side of the state along the coast all the way up to like mackinac harbor somewhere around there spend the night and then next day, drive all the way down the West Coast and back across. That'll be my bachelor party. What, and you're going to get us cars? Well, maybe like, you know, us. us. Yeah. I mean, everyone else can just drive well, whatever they have. No, I, I mean, yeah. I mean by, by us, I meant you, me, and Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe Chris will have a fun car by then that he wants to take. I don't know. Probably still have the Forerunner for all we know. You should treat yourself to either I, yeah, an SL if, or a LC five hundred. Well, if we could get yeah, if we could get an SL and an LC five hundred, yeah, that would and be then we could well, sick. we could we could swap too. Yeah, yeah, we flip flop. Yeah, yeah, we don't have to all drive the same car. Yeah, time. we could get we could get the SL SL sixty three, um, uh, an LC five hundred. What other good uh, June convertible muscle sports cars are there? We, we, well, you don't like the BMW M eight, so not that. It's also not a convertible. Yeah, it is. It can be M eight. You can get the whole the M eight. Yeah, convertible? I knew you could get the eight. You can have an M8 convertible. Am I am I crazy? I thought you could have an M8. Uh, what else? Audi. Does Audi make it? No. I keep forgetting. Porsche. What about a? Oh 911? yeah, we got to get a 911. 911 convertible. I'm yeah, surprised. There it is. M8 convertible. Wow. I would drive that. Maybe well, you, you hate guys yourself don't. for the whole week or weekend. It's not. It's not very good. I'm M8. like not. 
not convinced that it's as bad as we thought? No, I am convinced because okay. I, to be honest, like the, the M car that I was the most thrilled with this year, last year was the M5. Yeah. That was my favorite one. Yeah, there it is. Uh, yes, you're right. Porsche. We could get either a 718 Boxster or a 911. And I thought of another one. Um, we could get you a Bronco. That's a convertible. I would. I wouldn't <laughs> complain as long as it was a manual. Right. Um, what else can we get? Uh, what about a F-Type? Oh yeah, F-type. we haven't driven the new F-Type. F-Type SVR the new, the, convertible. The facelift. They still the make a convertible of that. I don't know. I don't know. We get a Corvette too. It's a convertible. Oh yeah. C8. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Z06. That might be right around the time. Yeah. If we could get. Can you imagine that? <laughs> like we, the, the four of us, we've got like C8 convertible, SL63. Um, LC 500 LC 500 and like M8 convertible or 911 911 Cabrio imagine going up M119 with that how angry all the people who lived there would be yeah and not to mention all the other cars hopefully uh, Tom uh, Chris's friend Tom wants to come with his did he sell his Corvette yet yeah he, he's he's down to just a Cadillac CTS now he'll probably get something by then a sympath- like symphony, symphony of V8s yeah yep. it's gonna be loud crackly if I could get some sort of V10 that would be the Audi R8 yeah <laughs> Yeah, Audi R8 V10. What else is even a V10 now? Guy, um, uh, uh, Huracan. Yeah, Huracan. Um, yeah, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a fun trip. And then I'm I'm gonna try to get us something pretty sweet for the wedding as well. Hopefully, Colonin. rolls. Yeah, Colonin. No, not a Colonin, like a Phantom. Phantom. Phantom or Ghost. A Phantom is Colonin's not that nice. What? Yeah, what seriously, because it's just it's not that nice. Seriously, compared to the sedans, it rides like an X7. Rides like a like well, isn't a fancy it, isn't it on pl- same yeah. platform? Yeah. Whereas I like just, the Phantom is its own thing. I was just thinking interior-wise, it would be the nicest. No, not, no, no. Phantom's much much nicer. Okay. It's well, kind of the, a shame. the Phantom is like, ma- like uh, it's so big. Yeah. It's I I distinctly remember walking downtown Chicago and there was a brand new Phantom street parked, mm-hmm. and there was a Suburban sitting next to it, and the Phantom was much larger than the Suburban. <laughs> And it was just hilarious. It was hilarious. I took a I took a picture, and like the suburban looks like a smart car next to the Phantom. It's so funny. I want a Phantom. That'd yeah, be, be pretty cool. There's a, it's like the size of an SUV. It's massive. Yeah. it's such a big car. So I don't I don't understand why they bothered to make a Cullinan. I know it's just because Phantom's rap- so big. Yeah, rappers wanted an SUV. Mm-hmm. So they could say Rolls truck. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. That's um, why they made that car. Speaking of truck and rappers. We will be getting a Hummer EV truck this week, or not this week, this this month, and racing it against uh, Max's TRX. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Two of your buddies' cars, right? Yep. 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 That's going to be a fun one. Max. M1? Yeah. Max already knows he's probably going to lose. but Probably. Um, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> he has no, there's no chance. Yeah, that that's I know. Gonna, yeah. I know. But, well, we'll, um, we'll let him think. Unless the EV catches on fire. <laughs> that is that, that is, is fair. True. That's fair. Yep. I've Different. seen those Hummers. I've seen videos of those Hummers launch properly Violent. quick. Yeah. Violently quick. There's mm-hmm. no way the TRX. The TRX is fast, but there's no way. TRX will sound better, but that's about it. The, the I mean, he's going to get beat by like yeah. eight car lengths. And we're going to be YouTube famous. So because we're going to have the first uh, EV Hummer EV versus TRX video, hopefully. And what yeah. about TFL? No, because oh God, I, I think we I thought we weren't allowed to say those letters on the podcast anymore. <laughs> Are they going to complain if we, if we already, upload that? I thought they already did one. Oh, they did? Is there an embargo on the Hummer or no? There hasn't even been a press event, I don't think. Doug reviewed a Hummer. Yeah, but he didn't, didn't. Did he drive it? I'm pretty sure he did. Oh, okay. Well, then. Whatever. It was only at Ford's place, uh, right? It was a long time though, right? ago. That oh, it. No, that's that's just press footage. Yeah, I think it's all. No, right there. Oh, that's no. a Rivi- oh, it's the Riviana I was thinking of. Yeah. That's, that's an old school H1. Yeah, so I mean, we're there's a good chance. Can oh, hey, see Venom. I saw that guy Keeps. on the right um, at the Kia event. Yeah. Can't remember his name, but shout out to him if he's listening. Oh, uh, no, that was Doug. Did I keep getting the Rivian and the Hummer EV? He's driving it. Yeah, I think he was only allowed to drive it around uh, Hummers or uh, General Motors test facility. That's why he's got a mask and everything. So I don't think anyone's driven it like outside of. Outside of GM Proven Grounds. Has your buddy gotten his yet or no? No, but it should be in the next few weeks. Okay. Because he's like a first edition, like, you know, first production truck sort of so thing. So we'll have to like hustle when he gets that. Oh, yeah. I told as, him we're as soon as they right away. As yep. soon as they get delivered, the content's going to be going crazy. Content. We must feed the machine. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. DM Instagram's going to be blowing up. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I love it. 
Uh, yeah, so fun convertibles, SL is good, and Mini Cooper SE is a neat car, but for the for the one percenters, as weird as that sounds, I mean, it just doesn't make sense from anyone with only like a one car household to own that car, unless yeah. you lived in the city. But still, thirty five grand, mm-hmm. you know, some financial incentives. But it was fun. I enjoyed driving it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was it was okay. Yeah, it was mid, mid. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of like the the normal driving mode. It's called mid. It is. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyways. All right. Yeah. Anything else? Oh, last week was also Kia EV6. And because this is coming out after the embargo, which is today, ah. I can actually talk about how well it drove. Yeah, how well did it drive? It drove well. What now? What did the steering wheel resemble? <laughs> it, it did have the uh, the Ford Econoline patented steering wheel. Two really? spoke, baby. Of it. Yep. Um, I actually might have. I some... like the design of the EV6 steering wheel. Do you? I do. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the Ford. I like the old Ford steering wheel too. Yeah, me too. It makes me a lot of money. I actually don't. Um, <laughs> I actually don't have my videos on yeah, here. But, but um, I thought I thought I saw your thumbnail. Just look it up on earlier. Yeah, that was the the sound test, sound test video. You guys yeah. can go look it up if you want to see it. But I was just gonna I was gonna talk about the hilarious sounds it makes when you uh, when you launch it. Maybe I can I can pull it up here. In a minute, but um, it was it was a good car. Pricing is is very competitive. Nothing really offensive about it. It was nice to drive. I would I think the Mach E is a nicer vehicle. Is that what it's set out to compete with? A little bit. I mean, the Mach E is weird because it's it's in the class of a lot of those type of cars. You know, the Model Y, the, the all those type of things. Yeah. But the Mach E is is just a hair more premium than a lot of those, and it's not nearly as efficient. So the Mach-E has similar range numbers to the Kia, but it has like 30% more battery in it. So it takes like 30% more battery just to get the same range. What? Some sort of weird noise happening right now. Yeah. It's just my voice, I think. I don't don't think it's your voice. But okay, anyways, yeah. Yeah, so it's just not nearly as efficient. So even if you owned the car for, I'm telling you, it's it's something in my... Are you like wheezing? Yeah, I, I don't know. Oh, it's okay. Don't make fun. I just no. It's it's okay. I just thought that something was happening. I thought there was a technical difficulty. There's um, so I think you'd have to really break down the power, like uh, all the numbers on whether you get the Ford or the Kia. I, I hate okay. to say it Ford, but I'd trust the Kia more from a reliability standpoint, and yeah. it charges so much faster. You can get zero to eighty percent, which is like two hundred miles of range. In 18 minutes of charging. That's crazy. Yeah. That's really so you can good. literally just like plug in, mm. but it's got to be at one of the super fast 350 kilowatt oh. or yeah, chargers, which what is about not a ton of them. The EV6 or a Volkswagen ID4? EV6. EV6. <laughs> okay. The ID4 was kind of like the Mustang. Uh, yeah, the Mustang in the other direction, though, is it's like, yeah, it's technically fine. Yeah. I just wouldn't have it. Kind of like the know. GTI. What it's is, like, oh, I guess, yeah. Model Y, ID4. I would definitely take a Model Y. My, really? My thing mm-hmm. with the Mach-E is the fact that it's called a Mustang, though. For, like, I keep seeing Ford advertisements, and they, like, always have it, like, they start off with the first Mustang ever design. Yep. And then they, like, show it, like, the evolution, and then it's like, Mustang. It's like, no, it's not. That's it's, why they do it. It's just to, to get people riled up for, for more marketing. And I got to admit, the Mustang does drive more spiritedly than any of those other EVs. It does, 100% you know, the, does. The EV6. It does. It just, they, like, there's electric car fast, like like the Mini. I mean, everything, every electric vehicle is, like, quick mm-hmm. because of the inherent. But, like, the Mustang actually does, like, have some sporty it driving. Hustles, especially the, So does the Model um, Y. It also drifts really easily, too. Right. I remember the first yeah. time I drove it, I accidentally swung the tail out on a dry road, too. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, it'll get it'll get slideways. All right, let me uh, let me grab my cable real quick. I'm going to play for you guys in a minute. The EV6, the, uh, the EV6, the sounds because it's quite cool what the EV6 does. Kia gives you three different sounds, fake sounds that you can use, and you can turn those fake sounds off too if you don't want them and that's really important because some people want like a tesla type experience where it's just very quiet yeah but some people want fake noise and and i just i respect them for having both okay so check this out in the new kia ev6 you can customize the sounds that the car makes so if we start with off i'm gonna get out on the road here listen it's just a very quiet electric vehicle 
very normal. See? Very, Sounds very like quiet. an old EP. But yep. if you switch this up to largest change, listen to this. Whoa. That's cool. So that's one of them. <laughs> that doesn't sound awesome. And not only that, you can change what it sounds like. So if you go to custom settings here, and to, you can choose three different ones. You can choose stylish. <laughs> and then there's also dynamic. This is the best one, I think. But by far, the, the funniest one is the cyber. Provides a new futuristic electronic sound for electric vehicles. Yeah, and it's that, loud. That sounds so cool. <laughs> so cool. It kind of sounds like that. I'm glad that um, Kia offers that in order to be kind of silly. And and not only that, but you can go to... Continue. It reminds me of something that like tes Tesla would do. Yeah, Just, I was going to say it reminds me of that Audi RS e-tron. Kind of yes. sounded like that. And the I've God, seen, I haven't, so have not driven a Taycan yet, but seeing videos of the Taycan, it, it kind of sounds like that. But well, not as extreme though. That's that's really cool. I'm, I'm excited to hear that in person. Yeah. And it's just cool that they let you not only customize, but then you can change the volume, uh, how loud that is. So if, if you want it to be obnoxious for a little while, it's like remarkably loud, but then you can turn it down, just have it subtle or just off. And I, I, I remember changing that multiple times throughout that drive event because sometimes when I was driving sporty, I wanted it to sound stupid. Yeah. And then other times I just wanted to shut up and listen to my music. So like, yeah, yeah, good on them for that. And I'm surprised that someone like Tesla with all their stupid fart noises and everything hasn't given you an ability to put in custom They could put sounds. you on Mars, but... They, they, yeah, exactly. They can do that. But, like, give me an option to put in, like, a Ferrari sound Just ask when I drive my cars. Just ask update it. Yeah. Well, within, like, three idea. years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was pretty cool. Other than that, uh, the EV6 was, was good. It had a few weirdnesses, like, there's some touch capacitive buttons for your heated steering wheel and heated... In fact, I can probably bring it up from somebody else's thing. Uh... EV6 interior. Yeah. Oh, that's going to take me to a video. That's going to take me to a video, too. Inside EVs. There you go. So you see these buttons right here? Yeah. These are your controls for your heated steering wheel, heated and cooled seats, etc. But the problem is, to, to adjust these, you're often resting your palm right here. Oh, and since yeah. they're all touch capacitive, multiple times I found my passenger cooled seat would get turned on because I yeah. was adjusting the HVAC. It is important to have like a shelf. I don't, I don't know if shelf is the right word, but it's important to have somewhere to rest your hand because while you're yeah. going down the road, your hand is moving. Yes. So you, you, you can't always aim. Yeah. You want perfectly. to stabilize. Yeah. And this is a very yeah. natural point to stabilize, to put your palm, but it has the downside since these are touch sensitive buttons, especially with touch capacitive buttons. You really need that. What is that material like on the dash and the center console? It's interesting. It's like a woven, plasticky, uh, rubbery sort of feel. Is it made out of recycled bottles pulled it's from the ocean? Probably some yeah. bullshit like that. But no, it's it was a very nice interior. In fact, the uh, the seats were suede. Yeah, this uh, the, the like, one I drove was a higher trim than this. Okay, I like that it has a climate control panel. Yeah, and actually, it's quite does interesting. Does it have a volume knob? It does. Oh yes. Yes. The thing is, <laughs> it, oh my gosh, sorry everyone, that's so loud. <laughs> Um, this, uh, this panel down here where you see these knobs, <gasps> well, not only are they knobs, it's dual function. It's actually quite wow. strange because wow. what a concept you, you press, uh, you press a button and that controls both your HVAC and everything. But you see right here, it's got climate controls. If you press this button right here, it changes to be your media controls. Oh, so you see right here, now it's map, nav, etc. <laughs> um, so right now the knob would be volume, but when you press, I don't know if this video, just mute this, we're gonna get demonetized. See, see how she tapped that and it changed? It switched over to be climate controls. Wow. So now it's climate. And I'm not saying that's either good or bad, it's just different. Which one's the volume no, knob? Oh, the one on the left? Yeah, the one on the left is right now HVAC. But, but it can also be a volume knob. Right, if she were to press yeah, she probably she must have done it like right. Yeah, there it switched back. Now it's a volume knob. That is brilliant. Interesting. It, yeah, it's it's fine. It's a it's a decent way the to fact use. Fact that they put it. a knob, I a know. button, a physical thing you grab with your fingers. Yeah. No, it's it's a very good and very good interior. It's comfortable. It's nice. You got your Econoline steering wheel right there. 
very good to use. Um, wireless phone charger right here, which anyone listening to this has already turned off the podcast since we're doing so much visual stuff. But uh, wireless charger is right behind the shifter in the center console, and it's very easy to get to your phone. It doesn't slide around either because it's very grippy and, and tucked in. That's which important. Is, although I don't know if your 12 Pro Max with a case would fit in there. It's a little tight. Or Nathan's your your AT Pro, yeah, or just AT, yeah. Um, but no, I think it'll be a good car. It's priced well. I I would be I'd be happy with one. I don't yeah. think I would buy it. I think I'd save my pennies and get a Model Y. But it's just because the the thing that Tesla does is they make cars just so cool from a tech standpoint. Like yeah. just being able to get in and put your foot on the gas and hit the stock and drive away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just such a good idea. And I, I have to say, I like the Tesla's interior better. I like the minimal Tesla. Did. Right. Some people like the minimal, and I kind of do too. But there's no physical controls. But they do. Yeah, there's there's no, about no volume now. controls. But they did such a good job with it. Uh, well, can't you use I one guess of the it has a, it has a steering wheel. I was going to say, it doesn't yeah. have a knob on the wheel, yeah. a roller. So that, that makes it excusable. Here's one thing that was weird on that Bronco. No right stock on the steering wheel. Did you notice that? Yeah, the F- Fords just do that. The well, F-150 my Taurus is the same is like that. Really? The yeah. F-150 doesn't have a right stock? Nope. Yeah, the Taurus is like that too. Sometimes I flash my brights when I'm trying to use the I, washer fluid. Well, sometimes, sometimes that I flash my brights just turn, well, turns the, turn doing the, yeah, turns yeah. Sometimes that, but does the Maverick not have a right stock? No, it does. Okay. I think it's, it um, the European Fords had both stocks. The American ones, the Edge, the Explorer, yeah. for, at least from that generation. He's right. Oh. They all had just one. Yeah. Interesting. I could see with the F-150 because as we found on the Tremor, you can get a steering a column mounted shifter. Yeah. So that makes sense. But mm-hmm. interesting. Um, maybe it uses the same like clock spring as the F-150 or something. Yeah, maybe. I just thought that was kind of interesting. It was also the generation where the the American Fords had the um, the just, you'd hit the turn single thing and it'd just come back. Like BMWs. Oh, yeah. The BMWs oh, my, my dad had a 2013 Fusion that did that. Yeah. And it was very irritating. My mom's current BMW does that, and I don't like it at all. Right. Well, the problem I always ha- have is um, every now and then, like, I'll hit the turn signal, but don't the, then I realize I want to go a different way. So I try to put it back, but then I put the other turn signal on. So then I, I literally, every now and then, I'll go back and forth, bouncing between the turn signals, trying to get it just to stop. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a real struggle. I agree. This week in the Daily Motor Garage... We have the Lexus ES350 Hybrid. Overall, a good car. And, you know, speaking of the ES, I was thinking the other day, I often forget about those on the used car market, but they'd be a really good car to have. They're expensive. Are they? Because probably because they're good. And they're reliable and everything. The ES has been around for a long time. Very long time. One of the first, it may have been the first, either the ES or the LS. I think the LS was first. ES was very soon after it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Say so, or it could have been same year. Yeah, it might have been same. same eighty nine, eighty nine or ninety time ago. Yeah. yeah, and they've they've just done a really good job with it. And I was thinking, someone like Alyssa. I mean, you can get a, an ES that just drives nice, gets decent power, you know, or fuel economy. Everything yeah. is just like inoffensive car. Mm-hmm. And the hybrid makes it that much less offensive, unless you want to floor it, in which case it's kind of grainy. But <laughs> yeah, who, well, who, who what? Because what sort of ES hybrid owners are ever flooring their car? Zero. Yeah. Never happens. Yep, it's it's actually the only uh, thing with the ones from the mid two thousands. I like the look of the LS, and I like the look like the look of the IS. I don't really like the look of the ES. I, I've never been a huge fan of the ES. Looks, in fact, I actually don't really like mind the new old. ones. The new but ones, right, the, the older nicest, ones. the nicest it's ever looked. Yeah, I think. I don't yeah. see a whale. Yeah, kind of the, the old the mid two thousands. Yeah, a yeah. Bit. yeah, yeah. Those are a little weird looking. Yep, but that should be a fine car. We're gonna do a fuel economy test. Interest. Oh, I should look up the spec real quick. I don't think it has the Mark Levinson sound system. In which case. We will have you to, also do have to see time. what kind of F Sport it is. Oh, yes, because it is an F Sport, which. Lexus. <laughs> I got to level with you. Who wants an ES hybrid that is any moculum of sporty? It's the opposite. It's, it's the sheer antithesis of yeah. a sporty car. Yeah. And yet you put F Sport on there. Yeah. What's going on? And, and Kurt McAllister. PR for Lexus Midwest. Why did you spec this car that way? Unless it was Zach. And if it was Zach, why did you put a press ES350 hybrid with the F Sport package? What are you doing? Who's buying that? I knew it would be red. Lexus press it's cars good, are always red. It's a good looking color. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It must it. just be for the appearance. Oh, there's no window sticker. That's unfortunate. Mm, that's well, unfortunate. Well, we will be consulting the Lexus build configurator. Oh, 
Lexus ES 300H. Are you looking at Purdue University? I just clicked a thing accidentally. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Starts at, yeah, that's a good looking That car. looks better in non-F Sport. I know. <laughs> well, it's like they gave us an LS 500 F Sport once. I'm like, who's getting an LS in order to be F Sporty? Like, yeah. You know, just that's give me comfort. Sporty. Americans like Lexus, Sporty. The ES and the LS look better in their old fart configurations. They really do. Yeah. Look at this. F Sport tuned suspension. I knew it. Why? I knew it. That's why the badge is white. That's why the badge is white. It's an F Sport handling car. Yeah. I don't even think it looks better. I think it looks better yeah. like this, like you just said. It go looks... down. Go down one more. The luxury. Proper. There you go. That what, is beautiful. What would you rather have? Quilted semi aniline, whatever that I'd means. Have nice leather. Yeah, I'd have that one. A little bit more. Ambient Wood lighting. Trim, ambient lighting. Yeah, all this stuff. Highway Does ours have ambient lighting? Uh, probably not because it's not listed here. That's yeah. fantastic. Oh, oh there's Ultra. Ultra. <laughs> so that the, looks good. For those of you listening, there is Luxury and then Ultra Luxury. That one's even better. The wheels are even, I mean, the wheels are worse, but they oh. look better. Oh, 250. Yeah, the 250 is garbage. Don't, don't buy a 250. 350 is garbage? What did because we drive it's got last a, year? Was it's it a 250. 250? It's I a, didn't like that. It's an underpowered four-cylinder. It's the same motor that's in Dad's RAV4 in the ES. Why is and that a bad thing? Because think of the quality and the type of driving experience you want in ES, very calm, refined, not revving out. That that two two point five liter in like four has to rev it's loud to and make it's, yeah. vibrates. Yeah. So the only engine that should be in a three fifty if it's not hybrid is the V six. Very calm. Is that what this has? You know, yes. This is the three point five liter naturally aspirated V six motor. True. And this is so much better. The fact they put this uh, in the 250 motor in there is just not good. It's 200 horsepower in line four. That's got to rev really hard to get going. It looks the most proper in brown also. Yeah, that's yep. true. So I think the ES is a really good car, but gosh, F Sport, stupidest, stupidest thing for that car. Very, very dumb. I don't want sport tuned in my ES. I want I want to not notice that I'm driving. I want to think I'm on my, my living room couch. Yeah, that's just idiotic. That's me. Anyways. Anyways, still probably a good car. <laughs> yeah. And the other one we have this week is the BMW M240i. That's going to be a lot of fun because we're getting a snowstorm here in Michigan. Yeah. And that car is going to be on winter tires with X-Drive yeah. all-wheel drive. Yeah. It's we going both, to be uh, so much fun. We both already drove that in California. And yeah. it was fabulous. Fabulous. Very fast. Yeah. Very, very fast Very car. fast. And it d gives good farts between shifts. Yeah. I do feel like around here for daily driving, the 230i might actually be more fun. I really liked the 230i also. Yeah, yeah. especially if you got it in rear-wheel drive and you can just slip and slide around. and Because it's, it's still plenty of power. But the problem with the M240i is it's so fast. Mm -hmm. It's so fast. And, because and heavy, heavier. It's heavier and it's all-wheel all drive and everything. And BMW's powertrains are so smooth that you get that speed without a lot of pomp and circumstance. You're just like, oh, I'm doing 100. Well, you're just there. I was editing my video from that drive in the M240i, and I was blurring the speedometer when I got past a certain point. And I was reaching triple-digit speeds, like around, like I would exit a corner, and I I'm watching my footage, and it's like 100, 110, 120. And I'm like, oh my god, I didn't even realize I was going that fast. I know. That's not even an M2. No, no, it's a middle, it's a mid-tier M240i. How much power does it have? Uh, I think it's like 380. Wow. It might even be 392. Something that small. Um, 385, I think. M240i horsepower. I guess I'm going to have to say 2022. 382, 365. Oh, I was close. 3, I said 385. Wow. Yeah. and But it's BMW horsepower is just always really, it's really healthy. <laughs> I mean, it's it, almost always underrated. It probably makes that to the wheels. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really impressive, and it's it's just so butter smooth. Look at that. The the, the new horsepower figure surpasses the last M2, so it's got more horsepower than the previous generation M2. Wow. Yeah, and it's it, it's just a lot of fun. Um, it'll be cool to have it in a real world setting like this because you and I drove it on some fantastic long mm -hmm. outstretched Arizona yeah. or California roads. California. Yep. And, Canyon road. You know the funny thing you were talking about editing and blurring that. I did that as well, but then forgot to realize there was a head-up display that also ah. showed the speed. Yeah, well, <laughs> you win some, you lose some. <laughs> so I went through and blurred all my speeds, and then the commenters were like, we can we see can it see right it there. still, yeah. And I was like, well, at least there, there was an effort you tried. made. Yes. There was an effort. There was yeah. a, a very, very honest effort made. Yeah. We all, we actually drove it in this, well, if you're listening, you can't see, but uh, Thunder, Thunder Knight? Thunder Knight Metallic. Thunder Knight Metallic. The beautiful, beautiful purple. purple. Yeah.
Yeah, Jinx Yomi, a soda. Yeah, soda. very very cool car. Good probably in, in all its different different forms. Oh, hey, look. There's probably the car we drove. Oh, yeah. Over to the right there. Yep, that right was there. where we drove it. That's the road we drove it on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good car. Uh, looks a little interesting, and even though most people aren't going to agree with me, I think it looks like a Dodge Challenger. Yeah, well, wasn't your main reason because of the door handles? No. Well, it's a mixture of the door handles, but also right here, this the C-pillar. It looks like a Dodge Viper from that side profile. You think so? Oh, yeah. Being the two-door. Kind of. Yeah, I can see that a little bit. I see the, I see the Challenger in the back, but in the front. With I don't see Challenger front. anywhere. I don't. You'll you'll see. I'll, I'll find us a challenger this week for us to compare with. Oh see, see if Butman has any used challengers. On they the don't. Lot. No, they, they they've all been stolen. Because <laughs> <laughs> remember, kids, not only do Stellantis uh, cars <laughs> catch on fire, but if they haven't caught they're on free. fire, it's been stolen. Yeah. No, they're all they're they're free. T- t- take a look out into your driveway. <laughs> if you own a Stellantis car, it's either yeah, burnt go, or go, been stolen. Go go check. Well, then it won't be there. So yeah, if you, you look know, out, it's, it's going to be gone. Yeah, it's a dangerous game. Do you park it outside and risk it being stolen, or do you park it inside and risk it burning your house down? <laughs> <laughs> what is it with Chrysler products? Uh, Chris, uh, you also brought up a point about the M240i, the return of the door pull. Yeah, it's no, it's no longer a a handle that you stick your hand through mm-hmm. like you can't go fully around it it's the type you have to come up into and really? pull out those are coming back into style yeah i don't know if you can quite tell but yeah, yeah you see yeah big big um worry in australia if you live in australia because i saw a video once oh god a spider's gonna be under there that's correct oh no, my he's god right. no i'm i never i'm never buying he's right either. uh i saw a video of, of one crawling out of, of a, a door handle just like that and it was the scariest thing ever <laughs> that's terrifying so daily motor top tip if you live in australia do not buy, buy the, the new m240i <laughs> and with that <laughs> this should be a good car tune in next week to it hear how car. many drifts so, charlie did and if he went through a pair of tires or not it's, it's all wheel drive you'll be fine well, four tires then four tires yeah. yep, yep yep tune in to see if i give chris any tread on the tires when he gets it on thursday in the snowstorm <laughs> Yeah, please leave me some tread. <laughs> Nathan and I will also be live driving that. If you if you are one of the dedicated listeners who's listening to this yeah. first thing Tuesday morning, be live driving it at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Something you, funny you know, that, that happened in my Taurus SHO in the last snowstorm we had. Mm-hmm. I was drifting around roundabouts late at night. Just, and even though the stability control was kicking in, it can't really counter its massive weight right. coming into a corner. And it, you can pull off some good drifts. But... I came out of a roundabout, mashed the throttle, and just spun the like all the way up to like sixty miles an hour. Then I got a warning saying all wheel drive is off. Yeah. Oh. And it's where I, first thing I thought was like, how in the heck can it just turn? That the happens. Wheel? My uh, a buddy at, that I worked at, well, I guess kind of still do work at at, at Butman with, had a Fusion Sport that used to do that. But my same thing. My first. Curiosity was, wait a minute. So does it mean it's just rear wheel drive now, or is it front wheel drive, or is it front like, wheel. or is it doing like a cross thing where one front wheels really that's even what, on that's, the Taurus? That's what. Well, I don't know about it on the Taurus, but the the Fusion Sport used to do that, where it would it would cut power, and he he would get pissed because he's like, oh, I want to drift around in the snow, and it would it would kill his rear wheels, and that car has no parking brake, so he like couldn't do anything. Mm. <laughs> it was yeah, really it, irritating for him. I couldn't get it, like I couldn't really tell what it was was um because of stability control but um yeah it was interesting i was just like how does it even do that you know what spec ours is that we're getting i can tell you in one moment i'm I've, sure it's nice i've been i've been picturing it as white all week that would be really cool i'm willing to bet a hundred dollars it's purple but white would be nice i, I bet you it's white i don't want to bet you a hundred dollars but I, <laughs> it's I, a purple people i bet looter. you it's white it, oh this is the stinger which Quick, uh, oh, quick teaser! Red. The stinger we're getting next week. Wait, we're getting a stinger? Look, GT2. Oh, uh, yes. With the new luxurious interior. That is my favorite car. Yeah. Fun fact: shout out to uh, to James at Kia. He he has a stinger as his like company vehicle, a stinger, and he did a cold air intake on it, oh. and it sounds so good. It sounds really, really good. He didn't even do exhaust. He's like, I'm just, it would sound even better with an exhaust, but he wanted it to be quickly like. You can put it back when he needs to turn his lease car in. Right, yeah. Uh, drum roll, please. No photos. So it will be a surprise. Although, does it say? Thunder Knight Metallic. Yes. Dang it. 
<laughs> Wait, black leather with blue stitching? Apparently. On on purple. I'm sure it's not Thunder Knight blue stitching. It could be. Yeah. Dang it. No, that'll be, right. a, that'll be a cool car. Uh, I'm waiting for the convertible. That'll be... That'll Current be tire car. set OEM. That's probably incorrect. There's no way they'd send it out to us in sport. On oh, I, yeah, it would, be, it would be on Super Sports, wouldn't it? Yeah. Or 4Ss or whatever. Yeah, there's no way. Speaking of that, there's, did you see there's a new Pilot Sport 5? No. Yeah, should be a good tire. We should have some of those this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hit Put a set on the... E46? What are Pilot, <laughs> no. Pilot Sport? Are those summers or... Yeah, they're summer tires. Pilot, Pilot Sport 4S was one of the main summer tires you see around cars, and the, the 5 is... The E46 successful. would rip itself to shreds on those tires. Like, literally, the rear subframe would rip out because it, it would have so much grip. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Chris owns a 360,000-mile BMW uh, 3 Series, 325? Yep. 323. 323. Base model. <laughs> 323i. Sport pack, though, so it's got sport seats. 40. Yep, sport seats, sport steering wheel. And it's a manual. Different wheels. Five-speed manual. Yep. yep, it's gone 300 and it's about to hit 365,000 miles, so it's gone all the way to the moon and halfway back. Nice. I remember when my... Prius had gone far enough to the moon. Yeah, and it's like 200 and... 250 something, Yeah, right? Yeah. My Focus went to the moon. Yep, your Focus did. Two, no, it's like two... I'm going to look it up. Well, All right, yeah, you, you, you... No, you look I'll it look up. I'll look it up. Yep. I um, wonder if my van is... Yeah, my van would have been this, there as well. Um, I want to get my Taurus on some grippy summer tires and then do another 060 because in all the other 060s, it spins when I take mm. off, and I want that extra bit of grip. I should have trusted my gut. I had this number in my head, 238,000. 238, wow, yeah. So we've had a couple cars go that far. Is it so is the E46 the only car you've owned that high? Yes, yeah. Uh, the highest mileage car I've owned besides that was I, I had a 2003 Lexus GS300, which was a fabulous car. Yeah. I sold it right before prices went crazy, which is really? kind of it must have been sad. right before I met you. It was right before you met me. Uh, it was okay. it was my my last couple of weeks working at the Honda dealership, and there was an employee at Honda that used to drool over that car every every day. He'd he'd come in and be like, "Oh man, I want that car so bad." And I was like, "Well, I mean, like, I'll sell it to you. Like, I don't necessarily need it. Like, if you want it that bad, I'll sell. so I did sell it to him. Okay. I, I, technically, I sold it to his son. Okay. Was he was that? an older guy. Uh, Lexus GS three hundred, the old spider um, looking one. Yeah, it was real. It was beautiful. That's a if we have time. It's funny. What are we at? No, we're it's fine. a funny story about that car. We always got time. Um, so it had, I guess I should say the mileage first. It had 170, 174,000 on it when I sold it, I believe. It was silver, obviously. There's actually a video on the Topher channel of him driving it. Ah. Um, if anyone's interested. see what it looks like. Yeah, it was silver. Yeah. Yep, looked just like that. It had a spoiler. It didn't have those wheels, but it had a spoiler. Yeah, it had, yep, it didn't have those wheels, but it was silver with a spoiler just like that one. Cool. But... It was so weird. I was I was in college still when I bought this car, and I was on this kick where every year I bought like a different winter car, you know, just to like spice things up in my sure. life. And uh, I had already owned my IS three hundred for a few years, and that car's been fabulous. I still own it. And I was like, oh, I've always wanted a GS, so I was looking and looking and looking. And I searched for three four months trying to find a nice GS, and this car popped up for like eight grand. It was like insanely overpriced. This guy wanted like 8000 for it, but I could tell it was immaculate. Like it looked so nice in all the pictures and, you know, I, I saved it. It was on Facebook Marketplace. I saved it to my saved listings and it sat on Facebook Marketplace for probably two or three months because it was so disgustingly overpriced that no one wanted it. And he finally lowered the price all the way down to $3,500. Holy crap. And who, I was who goes from eight grand to thirty. Yeah. Well, no. Well, he, he was gradually lowering oh, it. It went from okay. eight grand to six grand to five okay. grand to four grand, and then finally he dropped it to thirty five hundred. So I was like, all right. I went to the bank. I got. I took three grand cash out. I was like, he's lowered it this much. He'll take three grand for it. So I had my uh, Matthew actually. Matthew drove me. It was very nearby. I went to school in Midland, and it was in Saginaw, I okay. believe. So it was only about a thirty minute drive. Mm-hmm. And we get there and. Um, this guy, the guy that was selling it owned a glue factory. He made glue from like horse. Hooves? No, 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 no. He, he, it was all chemical stuff. Chemical like glue. he would, okay. he would, he would like, you know, like concoct different glues and it was glue for, if I remember correctly, the windshields of fighter jets. Oh, wow. It was wow. very, very cool stuff. And he super nice guy. He was like, you know, our, our parents age and you know, he brought us in, showed us around his little, his warehouse. It was about the size of our garage. 
And he was like having us look at different glues. It was such a rare experience. Sure. And it was his wife's car and it used to sit in his glue factory during winter and he wouldn't drive it in winter. And this Uh. thing was immaculate. It was so clean. It had one little rust spot where one of the screws that was holding the spoiler on had rusted and it spread to the trunk. But that was the only spot of rust on the whole car, and it was so clean. And you got it for 30, what'd you end up? So he had it for 3,500. I I I brought the cash out. I said, hey, I got three grand. I'll drive it away right now. And he's like, man, I really got to have 3,200. He's like, I I told my son I was going to give him a little bit of the money, and I, I got to get 3,200. That's my absolute bottom dollar. And I brought my roommate with me too, with, with Matthew, and she happened to have $200 cash in wow. her wallet. And um, so I was able to get it with her additional $200. So nice. I, I paid 3,200 for it, drove it for like eight months. And then I sold it for four grand to, um, that, and now uh, it would probably be worth eight grand. I don't know about eight, maybe like five, <laughs> Yeah, probably five grand. Cause it, when I sold it, actually it uh, had a check engine light on because mm. it, some O2 sensor code. Um, gotcha. and I had it diagnosed and they thought that it needed cats, which would have been like pretty expensive to fix. And I, I was fully transparent with the guy I sold it to, I was like, sure. here, here's, you know, it's got a check engine light. He's like, oh, they all have check engine lights. I don't care. I'll still buy it. And I was like, all right. Okay. I'm like, I mean, how, how much more perfect could I get for someone to sell it to? Like yeah. someone that doesn't care. It has a check engine light. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's a very kind of, kind of a specialized car. So, yeah. and you made money. I did. Yeah. yeah I, I made, I made a couple hundred cause I had to do, I had to do a few maintenance items to it, but sure. overall I, yeah. I, I, just... I went ahead and drove a car, you know, for nothing for like eight months. So. Yeah. Cool car too. Was it comfortable? It was, oh, it was it was so comfortable, and it had a it had the factory radio in it still, so it had like the cassette player. So I had a cassette to aux, nice. and it sounded really good. If if you watch the Topher's video, he does he, he, he does a sound system test, and it yeah. sounds so good. All right, that was it was such a good car. Like no complaints on that car. It was it was it was wonderful. So uh, Daily Motor top tip. Yeah, if you want a good cruiser, not to mention two thousand something or yeah, other two JZ two thousand three. 2003, 2003 yeah, but that, that, that generation was 98 to 05, so sure. anything in there. Um, but that car has the inline six that's also found <clears throat> in the naturally aspirated Supra. Wow. Same as my IS300. That's sure. like your ZGE. That's yeah. like your M... My M35. M, yeah, M35 yeah. that had the engine from the GTR. No, it was the trans, uh, differential from the GTR, oh, but wow. it had the uh, engine from the 350Z. Oh, yeah, yeah that's nice. right. Yep, yep, the VQ. PQDE. Any Lexus from that era with that engine is just yeah. wonderful. Yep. Really, any Lexus from that era, except the the ESs are like we talked about earlier. <laughs> they're a little <laughs> sketchy, but like the the IS, GS, LS, LX, GX. The only problem with lovely. that GS is I just wasn't a big fan of the looks, the front yeah, end looks. Whereas like your everyone. IS looks great. Yeah. No one can. No I one love can the IS. That. Yeah, the IS is just. I'll I'll never sell that car. It's yeah. just such a. Such a staple to have in the collection. Yep. So absolutely. Yep. Neat. Well, anything else in the car world we need to address? I guess Toyota came out with the new Sequoia. Oh yeah, that and the LX six hundred. Yeah, I didn't see the LX six hundred. That came out actually a little while ago. It came out a little while ago, but there's like a joint event going on with them right now. Yep. Yeah, they also showed off the Tundra Capstone there. Yeah. So the very luxurious Tundra. Mm -hmm. The Sequoia will be fine, I'm sure. Such a yeah, such be a good. inoffensive vehicle. Going on for about car. ten years. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't it. that come standard with a um, turbo V6 with like a like a pretty good amount of power? Yeah, yeah. It needs it to move because it's that's true. It's, it's like a big. A tree. It's a not big according car. to YouTube commenters. Oh yeah. Oh god. According to YouTube commenters, some, it's slow. Yeah. This one guy commented on the Tundra Zero Sixty. Oh, a three point five F one fifty and six point two Chevy would destroy that in a drag race. And if you look at the Zero Sixty, I timed it. 5.9 seconds. That's pretty darn good. That's, That's really good. about the same as a 6.2 Silverado and 5.3 F1. It's just crazy. There's just, unfortunately, there's no way to convince commenters that their 2011 Honda Civic is not going to beat a McLaren P1. Like, yeah. there, there, there's just no way to to convince people that the video they're watching, that their car is not faster yeah. because they've never driven anything else. You know, like, they just, they, they get in their Hyundai Veloster and they're like, wow, this is excellent. This is so fast. And then they watch a video of a launch control that on camera is always going to look slower than it actually is. And you're not feeling it. And you're not feeling it. And they're like, oh, my car's faster than that. So. Yeah. 
Interesting always. They they always have private profiles. Have you noticed that? Uh-huh. It's always private. So, you know. Well, speaking of commenters, uh, Chris, we actually found out that you're uh, now a member of the LGBTQIA plus community. Yeah. Well, apparently, since I thought the ride was less than stellar, stellar on the Explorer ST, it means that I am a... Homosexual? I don't. I, I, I think don't, that is what is implied by by you criticizing the ride quality. Therefore, you, you must be gay. There's no other. Right. No other so it's it's interesting. So you guys must not feel ride quality then. No, we are only, you are we you only notice power. You only notice power. Yeah, because we're straight men. It's all. It's just power. Hand, hand speed, gripping the top of the steering, steering wheel, wheel flexed. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. manuals your, only. Manuals only. Other yep. other hand on the person's thigh yep yeah yep exactly <clears throat> but uh no uh because you ha- you you dare declare that the sport tuned explorer uh did not ride quite as well as the platinum uh that, that would, was that another would, funny point about that, that comment is i've also driven the platinum and it rides great i'm sure it does yeah it's well he different. said they ride the same i think he implied oh, okay which is well, just so stupid. that's even worse yeah because there's no i've also driven the platinum and it rides thank great. you and it rides great and I think that if that Explorer ST didn't have the 21s, it would have ridden better too. Sure. Yeah. But and it rode like crap. It was bad. Yeah, I, it was I, noticeably, that's the the main thing I noticed in that car was how terrible the ride was. Yeah. Like really properly stiff. And everyone, I, I drove a couple of friends in that car and they commented on how bad the ride was. And the thing is, it's the ST. Yeah. It, it doesn't ST have to have doesn't it. doesn't ride as well as a titanium and the SHO Ugh. doesn't ride as well I know. It's, as the limited. It's just, it, it, it's anything for people to complain. It's, it's anything for people to pass their misery on to you. Yep. That's all it is. Well, I'm just actually happy about it because now daily motor is more diverse. That's right. We have, we have a member yeah. of the LGBT Are you, aren't you guys going to praise me for being brave? Yeah. You're yeah. brave you for coming much. out in your Explorer ST video. Yeah, we should you. retitle it to a uh, car reviewer comes out. Car reviewer comes out out and then put the timestamp of when I go over the rough ride section. <laughs> and you're like, oh dear. <laughs> uh, All right. Well, we will be back next week to hear what uh, endeavors Chris has, has gone on to in his new chapter of his life. And we'll also be back to tell you how good the M240i and Toyota ESR and talk about our new Stinger and Toyota uh Forerunner TRD Pro in very ugly um, 2000s escape green. <laughs> Lime green. Yeah. 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 I'll, I'll show you real quick, Nathan. Um, this is the the escape we're getting. Or not escape. <laughs> See how many times I call it that. The Forerunner TRD Pro that we're getting. The picture doesn't get any bigger than this. Whoa. I can zoom in, I guess. If For those of you who can't see, it's like popsicle green. 2008 escape hybrid. Yeah. Yep. Very interesting color. Color choice from TRD. We had a customer at Butman back in when I in my day when I worked as a service back advisor. In back in my day, who drove down to like Kentucky to get an Escape that color because she was so set on that car that she drove like eight hours to go find one. And Flamer, oh, it's a cool color. I don't think it was a hybrid either. It was no, just you a could normal. get them normal. Yeah, it was yeah. a maybe it was. I don't remember. It's been so long. There are cool colors. Yeah, they're cool. It's just weird to see it. Yeah, I don't love it on well, that. Well, on that, yeah. yeah. It, this photo right. might look like. I mean, it might just be a bad. No, photo I've too, I've but. seen I've seen those in person, and they're not really. I don't know. They're, they're I didn't even know gobbing. they made them. In yeah, the I didn't know Pro. Yeah. Huh. Well, thank you all so much for listening and for watching, and we're gonna see and caress your eardrums next week. <laughs> Charlie, Nathan, and Chris from Daily Motor, and as always, oh, drive on. Keep driving on. Do it. Never stop.